Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. Podcasting from the Pacific Northwest, the caffeine and Sasquatch capital of the world, and home to the world's biggest Highland Games fans. This is Fork Talk. Will you fight? A podcast about all things Highland Games heavy events, competitive throwing, and the greatest sporting event ever invented on God's green earth, Sheep. And now, here are your hosts, Big Daddy and Hoss. But they'll never take our freedom! Mr. Sandman, <laughs> bring me a dream. Bum, 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 bum. Make him the cutest thing that I've ever seen. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> nice, Big Daddy. You like that? Yes. Hey. Welcome to Fork Talk. Welcome to Fork Talk. God bless America. Episode seven. Seven. Can you believe seven episodes? Seven episodes. Now, wait a minute. Fork Talk Nation, in the background, you can hear the sultry sounds of the surf. Of the surf. The Pacific ocean yes that's right fork talk being recorded live live from newport beach, beach oregon. oregon yep nye yep. beach the sun is just setting over the horizon it's just closing its eyes going to betty by dropping down over the horizon shit got water in its eyes it's coming back <laughs> <laughs> oh man this is so beautiful and this is beautiful you know that's the thing you know brett we always say this about the highland games it takes us all over the place. It does. You know, it takes us to beautiful places, and here we are on Nye Beach, Nye. Newport, Oregon. Man, yeah. this is beautiful. It's gorgeous. I see the sand. I see the surf. Yep. I, I see the big daddy. I see the Lathrop, the Haas Lathrop. Hey. Who are you, by the way? I'm the big daddy of the daddies. Who and are I, you? I am Haas. Yes, indeed you are. And you know, the thing is, is we're here... Uh, Newport, we're not here just to enjoy the damn sunset. We actually threw today. We threw today. Yes, indeed, yes, we did. Yes, we did. It was a good day of throwing. It was a good day. Absolutely gorgeous day. We're at the Newport uh, Highland Games, a Celtic festival. The Newport Celtic Festival, I think is what they yeah, officially call it. something like that. And uh, it was a beautiful, sunny, no clouds in the sky, a little bit of offshore breeze yep. coming in. That's why we got windburned. We do. We're yeah. a little bit. We're a little bit windburned. I look like a lobster. You look good. Look at a lobster made of fire hydrant. <laughs> you look good. <laughs> hey, thanks. There's an Irish pub just down the block, walking distance from the hotel. It's called Nana's. Nana's. Where did they get a uh, name like Nana's for an Irish pub? I don't know, but you know, if they if they served poutine <laughs> at Nana's, then we could say, let's go to Nana's and have some punani. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I'd be up for that. Seven days a week, buddy. We are here, as always. With Wait a minute. Let's shout out for our buddy that ran the show today. Oh, let's do that. Yep. Our good buddy, Ray. Maybe. Yep. Not we don't mean maybe like it's going to happen. We mean maybe like it happened. Absolutely maybe. Yep. yep. Over the, the top. Yep. Ray and the Celtic uh, Festival team ran a great show. Indeed. And ran yep. through a full set of Masters, A's, and uh, the novices today. And yep. got through all nine events. Yep. By 345. 3.45, yeah. We were done. In fact, we were watching the Challenge Caber at 345. Yeah, we were watching the Challenge Caber. Not because, participating, uh, <laughs> unfortunately. It wasn't a very good Caber day for the two of us today. No, it wasn't. You know, it so. wasn't. But, you know, we have days like that. You we know, do. We you do. have good days. you got your bad days. Throwers out there in the world, you'll know this. Yeah, you know. You have those days. Yep. Yeah. We had our moments, though. As a matter of fact, we did. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to give a shout-out to my good buddy, Haas Lathrop. Oh, right. Haas Lathrop uh, PR'd in Heavy Hammer today. I did, yes. Won himself a little medal. I did. Won himself a little medal for Light Hammer Day, too. I did. Yes. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I did. I had it's a good hammer day. Yeah, good it was a good, good day for him. 
Hey, we are here as always with our capable staff. Yes, all one of them. We've got producer Candy Sprinkles. Always. Hello, Candy. Candy. Yes, uh, Candy's throwing tomorrow. She is. Uh, Devil Ange is here on premise somewhere, your she, handler. She's next door. If you knock twice, pause, knock again, she'll come running. Knock three times on, on the, the ceiling, ceiling if you want me. Twice okay. on the pipes <laughs> means you're not going to show. Wow, all right. I'm in freaking rare form here. You're good. Um, intern Slim Jim is hanging back with the grandparents. The take, GPs. Taking care of business. Um, Meat is out patrolling the border security of Canada. Oh, yeah, he's probably swimming the... Uh the Strait of Juan de Fuca right now as we speak. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, we also, nearby actually in town. Hopefully nobody spears him thinking he's an orca. <laughs> Let's hope not. A killer. killer. Just, oh, it's killer whale now, right? Killer dom. Because <laughs> it was killer whale. Then they said, no, 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 they're orcas. And now they're back to killer whales again because they figure out, you know what? They are a fucking killer whale. Yeah, they're, they're badasses. <laughs> they are. Yes. In fact. Yeah. They, they would be good at some games. We'll have to talk about that. We never thought about yeah. putting um, members of the uh, mammal nation other than uh, humans into good throwers category, yeah. but we could have a good segment on oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're very smart, very smart animals, obviously. Uh, what's that? Candy Sprinkles not using a whiteboard again? Where's the, where's the board? We brought it all the way to Newport. It's not, <laughs> it doesn't even work down here. It's two feet from her touch right now. She's slipping me off. I, oh, I give Lord. up. What are you going to do? We also have one other official member of the crew. He's actually in the region. Who we, that? Fork Talk has its own official engineer. Engineer? You yeah. mean like a guy that drives a train? No, no, no. An engineer. we don't actually take a train anymore. No, an engineer like someone who is kind of scientific in their nature hmm. and uh, figures things out for us. Big into the fork uh, science. Oh, Bobby Dodd? No, Ken Beck. Oh, Ken Beck. Yeah, Bobby Dodd, just uh, he gives us envelopes full of uh, stinky crap that, that I don't believe. You know, and we're not probably going to do. De- we're not dealing with it on this. No offense, Bobby episode. Dodd. We're not dealing with it on this episode, Fork Talk Nation. But as you heard in Victoria, um, we were delivered to our legal offices <laughs> a envelope to the Department of Factual Incorrectness from right. Bobby Dodd, and it is still. Our lawyers are still going through the packet of information to to get at what at the heart of what his protest is. Mm-hmm. But I I suggest it could be a significant legal battle. Well, you know, Irving Buskowitz, our uh, top litigator, and his team yes. of Buskowitz, yep. Sanchez, Rodriguez, Dominguez, and Smith. They're such a multicultural group. Yeah, he likes the Hispanics. Does he? Yeah. He thinks that they're better at research for some reason. Interesting. And I think he got them at Home Depot. <laughs> but anyway... Now that I've offended... Probably racist. Nah, probably racist. No, no, it's prejudice. Racist if I don't give him a job. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, they're going over this stuff with a fine-tooth comb. And, you know, Buskowitz, Irving Buskowitz, he believes that we, have a, we actually have a lawsuit that we could actually sue Bobby Dodd and his ridiculous paperwork. Oh, so, like a countersuit of oh. sorts. Well, yeah. See, the problem is, is he didn't sue us. He just gave us a bunch of crap. He gave us a bunch of information right. that needs to be validated. And it got me so upset that I actually have a case for damage. You know, really? I'm going to call emotional, it emotional, uh, personal injury. Actually, it, is that I, why you were off on your hammers today? That, I, that's exactly why. Oh. That's exactly why. Wow. And, um, and thank so, you, Bobby Dodd. <laughs> 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 so I'll see you in court, Mr. Dodd. <laughs> All right, that's Boscowitz. Hey, uh, 
Fork Talk Nation, thanks for joining us for Episode 7. The website is www.fork-talk.com. Indeed. And uh, you can find us on Facebook at Fork Talk with Big Daddy and Haas. Indeed you can. You know, of course, we had a shout-out to the old sponsors, as always. Yeah, you know? please do. And the reason, reason why we shout-out to them isn't because we have to. We actually like our sponsors. We do. We love sponsors. You know? yep. uh, they take good care of us, and you know, so we deserve that they, give, they get a little shout-out. You know? Even if we weren't getting any money from my prize, shout out to these guys. This is true. Blah, that's crap. <laughs> anyway, uh, this thrilling uh, new episode of Fork Dog is sponsored by Mattress Ranch. And the thing is, when you need a new mattress, you owe it to yourself to check out Mattress Ranch. No phony sales, no elbow twisting salespeople. Everyday low prices at reasonable ni- with reasonably nice people selling them. Ten locations throughout Washington and Alaska. You can go online at mattressranch.com. Mention Fork Talk, and what happens, Hoss? You get a funny look. You get a damn funny look. And you know, I was just talking about this the other day, the thing about mattresses, because it always comes up. Because you go through them so quickly? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing that Max Sadler, the owner of Mattress Ranch, is one of my good friends. Because if it wasn't, I'd be sleeping on a piece of plywood right now, okay? <laughs> you know, my wife calls me the destroyer, okay? As mm, you know. Yes. You've heard it, you know, scream through the walls here. But anyway... Um, <laughs> We, I have ruined so many mattresses. Right. And not, not just from urinating on them. Not just soiling them <laughs> in your sleep. Yeah, because I've been drinking too much Guinness. <laughs> but, uh, Black gold. <laughs> but, you know, we were, driving, we were driving, driving down here to beautiful Newport, Oregon, from yes. our home in DuPont, Washington. Yes. And we have to drive through Chehalis, and Chehalis has one of the mattress ranch stores. They do, okay? yes, right along the freeway there. Let me tell you something. If you're not looking for it, you'll see it. Oh, you'll see it. Because it's a big red building. It was it was an old car dealership. Yeah. They converted it. They put all the cows and stuff in front of it and stuff like that. Yeah, Sassy was out there, that it's big, huge. giant, three-story cow. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that thing is amazing. <laughs> but the thing is, is if you're looking for a mattress, you know, I'm, I'm not even kidding. Even if you're just looking for pillows, if you're looking for any kind of uh, stuff, you know, like sheets, yeah. they have good prices on everything. They're very reasonable and, you know. It's a good joint. You owe it to yourself. And we like to do a little research, so at the end of the month, we'll be in Alaska and be able to see the Alaska store. Oh, that's right. We're taking our Alaska trip. Yes. Fork Talk is going up to the... Frozen 50. 50th state. You have... You've you've offended most of the Alaskans in previous broadcasts, so I'm expecting to have a warm welcome for you, (laughs) Big Daddy. Hey, that was the first podcast, and nobody listened to that one, so we're good. (laughs) Um, but you can always strap a mattress onto your canoe. <laughs> Take not, it to your igloo. You're not helping That's yourself. Okay. No. I might get a free meal. No. Uh, and we uh, we have our final um, special sponsor for Historical Figure this time. Who yeah. that? Who that? The G4 Strength Unit. Oh, yeah. yeah. My buddy Crush. They are doing their, their uh, final uh, Historical Figure segment, so we will be shouting to them. Uh, Big Daddy. Yes, sir. We have a great show. We do. We got current events in pop culture. Oh as yeah, always. current events in pop culture. We've got uh, our first topic, uh, a new segment actually. What's that? It is oh, Olympic <laughs> events that yeah. you could remove and replace with Chief, Chief, Hey, or any other Highland Game event. And this is how we came up with it. Do you remember how we came up with it? I don't actually. R- remind me. I do. Well, you remember when the big you know, thing about wrestling was removed from the Olympics, right? Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. And and then you and I were driving along, and I said, hey, I said, what do you think about a spot of an Olympic event that can be replaced 
buy, say, Sheaf for Highland Games. Right. And then we started just spouting them out. In fact, you got really mad at me. We'll talk about it later, We're of course. We're going to talk about it. We'll don't, talk about it later. I'm not going to ruin it. Don't ruin it. I'm not going to ruin it like I ruin everything else. <laughs> but I'm just here to say is literally Hoss stopped the car, walked out, walked around the car, opened the car door. I said, what are you doing? He says, get out. That's how offended he was by this. Right. And it's a sport, ladies, well, ladies and gentlemen. When I say sport, I, I, I using, I'm using quotation marks with my hand right now because I don't believe it is a sport. And then I took you by the back of your scruff of your neck because you don't have any hair. That's right. I smashed your face into a car windshield. You did. I called your mother, Dorothy O'Neill, took her out for a nice seafood dinner. Indeed, she loved it. And never called her again. And that made her mad. It should have. That was the purpose. <laughs> uh, we also will have historical figure. Oh, yeah. Historical figures. Yeah. And Let me tell you something. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not kidding. Happened, this really happened today. It happened today, people. In the beer I, garden. I thought it was finally rid of this damn line, but no. Nope. No. We're sitting in the beer garden, and this is no crap. I was. This actually really happened. Sitting next to this guy, introduced myself, and he does say, oh, you are the Fork Talk guys. And we said, yeah. And he says, yeah, I don't really like your show, but that Abraham Lincoln bit's awesome. <laughs> it's not right. Now, the reason he did it was because he's a listener. Yeah, he's, he's you know, heard you say that. Shane Oliver, by the way. Yeah, shout. What, what's his? Uh, he's got a nickname. Um, Bull. Bull. Bull Oliver. Big, yeah. big, nice guy. Awesome dude. Yeah. So yeah, it's my shout out to Bull. <laughs> that was good. So that I stuff like really it. does happen. It does. It does. Now I was in Seven Eleven the other day, <laughs> and I go up to the counter, right? Because you know, basically, I go there to get my corn dog and Slurpee, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> I go to pay no for my more, no more orange squishy for you. <laughs> I go to pay for my corn dog and slurpee, and the guy says, "Hey, you you sound familiar? Are you, are you on that crazy fork show forktalk.net com?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's me." You what? know, I was, no, it just really happened. All my Indian brothers and sisters are going to kick your butt. Indian daughter feather. <laughs> Dot. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> anyway, he says. I love I, I love your folk talk show, um, but I'm not going to give you a discount. The, it's full price for the corn dog and slurpee. But I will say this: that Abraham Lincoln bit, oh boy! I call wow. my sister in India. I use Vonage. <laughs> that's that's good stuff. Yeah, I'm throwing my bill away. I call Vonage, and then she says, "Hey, did you listen to folk talk?" I said, "Yeah." She says, "How do you like that Abraham Lincoln bit?" <laughs> that's not seriously. Right. It happened two days ago. It did not. Seven Eleven. Go check. Did not. All right. First of all, I'm loving the sound of the ocean. Can you hear that? By golly. It's really good. It's That's not white noise in the background. That's just the sultry sounds of the Pacific Ocean. The surf. Yeah. You know, if you were a surfer, you'd get fucking killed out here. <laughs> you'd get, it'd be cold. It's amazing. Yeah, it's cold. The force of those waves, and then you see the wind blowing on them, and you got all the mist on top of it. Holy moly, mother God. Um. Hey, Big Daddy, so... We stand on the shoulders of giants. Yes, we always do. And um, this time of year, what we've been doing is just giving some shouts out to the games that are going on. Because, There's a lot of them. Because people not from the throwing community who do listen to Fork Talk are starting to get a feel for the how, all five of them. how big this thing is, though. I mean, it's growing. We're getting more and more people who have caught on or you know just happened to listen to it. And it's Like the guy at 7-Eleven. And they're always amazed at how many... Um, Games are going on in any given weekend. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, you know this. You know, you, you meet you know one of your friends that you know for a while, and they ask you about the Highland Games, and, you, and they say, where is it? When is that? 
And it's like, well, there's like nine of them, yeah. you know, in uh, in the span of like two or three months right here in Washington and Oregon. Exactly. You know? Yep. And they're like, really? Nine of them? So uh, there's so many more Highland games. I mean, just doing the research on this, I mean, going on NASGA, how many Highland games do we go through, you know, a month? I know. It's amazing. It's a ton. It's a ton. You could not physically do them all. No, you couldn't. You couldn't. Um, but we're going to give some shouts out here, and I'm going to go through them, Big Daddy, yeah, and then just kind of chime in if you know yeah. anything about them or want to give any shouts. I'll do that. Um, we're not, we're not going to necessarily ma- uh, mention the Masters uh, Worlds and the and the Victoria Games, which we were there and live and all that. Oh yeah, but it was good. There was, uh, but let's quick shout. Um, Sheafwise at the Master World, which oh. is really what we cared about. Yes. Although there was a lot of great throwing going on there. Well, our, our roving reporter. Yes. International Miles. Man of Mystery. Miles. Miles Wetzel. Yep. 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 Yeah. He gave us a very good, fairly coherent. <laughs> on the party Inebriated <laughs> version of what was going on. Yep. And essentially what happened was uh, Brady Miller in the 40 to 44-year-old class. Yep. Who, by the way, as we, we've talked about Brady before, he's a, yep. he's a, he's a monster thrower. He and his brother. He took awesome second throwers. overall to Kerry Overfeld. Yeah. You know, go figure. Kerry's an awesome, awesome, yeah. amazing. He's yeah. amazing, awesome as a pro, and he's, you know, as a master, of course, he's killing it. Right. Uh, but Brady goes for the record, okay? He goes for the world record, and the world record in that category was, I believe, 36 feet. Yeah. So he beats it, okay? And he goes back and beats his own record a minute and a half later, 37 feet. Holy cow. With a 16 pound bag, you know? That's huge. That That's amazing. Big. You know, if you're hitting anywhere over, I mean, so a lot of the games we go to, if guys make it to 26, that's a pretty good pull. You're in the top three or four yeah, guys. Yes. Right. If you're making it over 20, 29, 30, I mean, if you're over 30, you're, 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 you're fairly finals, elite. Yeah. You know, and then you, then you get these guys that are, you know, seven feet over that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's ridiculous. That are coming in at 28. Right. And going right. up from there. Yeah. It's you know, insane. Miles Wetzel tried to break his own record. That didn't happen, unfortunately. But uh, it got broken again. It was broken at Masters Worlds. Okay. By uh, Abbott. Yes. Okay. Yep. Abbott broke it. I'm not going to mention what kind of fork he used because I don't talk about those kind of forks. Well, we love anybody who throws sheaf, but yes. I think it was a freak of nature anyway. Lightning bolt hit him or something. <laughs> but anyway, so he wins. He takes a record. But then now the record came back because guess who turned 50? Gene Flynn. Gene Flynn. Gene the Monster Flynn. Yes. He's going to destroy a lot of records yeah, in the class. Yeah, age 50, 50 group, which I'm going into next year. He's throwing like he's 35 years old. Yeah. He's 50. Yeah, like 35, and he's been throwing for 20 years. Yeah. yeah. He's an amazing thrower. Gene, if, you, if you've ever seen him in person, and we have, you know, he's built for throwing. You know, he's, uh, he's not a bodybuilder, but you know he lifts weights, you yep. know. Yep. He's just, he looks like he's just dynamically built for throwing and, and that's what he does he does it really well yep. so super powerful guy and also a really nice guy and eventually hopefully soon we'll get him on as a guest that would be good that would be good i think we know people who know him so we, we do get that we do um so first of all may 11th weekend right these are the games that weren't that we weren't able to mention the last time we were on right we, the alb games in albany new york jason I love, okay, first of all, I love this guy's last name. That's made Jason up. Jason Von Guinness. That's made up. That can't be a real name. Well, unless he made it up on NASGA, but that is a sweet name. It's not That's as good not, as Kittrick Sonneson. Not almost as good as Kittrick <laughs> Sonneson, but pretty close. Von Guinness. Well, I'm going to name my firstborn after. Uh, Beth so, of Var- course, I have to go back to my 26-year-old son and tell him, hey, you're changing your name to changing Kittrick Sonneson. Just kidding. Uh, I don't have one. Beth of Barba Park. 
uh, Highland Games in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. That's country. Uh, Frederick Celtic Festival. That's a big one, actually. The Frederick, Maryland. Frederick, Maryland. Yep. Alexander Duncan Murray. That's a big one. Alexandra, excuse me. Ooh. I wasn't reading that correctly. Just don't go to Maryland. The HASA, H-A-S-A, Team Championship, and Kansas City Backyard Games in Kansas City, uh, Kansas. Melanie mm-hmm. Melling, uh, Mellinger. Mellinger. Yep. Uh, Prescott Highland Games. That was a big one. Prescott, Arizona. That yep. was a biggie. Yep. We had some friends throw in there, too. And then Savannah Scottish Games, Savannah, Georgia. That was another Janice big one. Janice Clement. Yeah, that was a good one. I actually... We had a lot of friends that were throwing in that one. So that was all uh, May 11th weekend. And then the next weekend, May 18th, we had uh, the Black Sheep Challenge in Pocatello, Idaho. Todd oh, Assay. Uh, the Celtic Beltrain Festival, Akron, Ohio. Richard McLean. Good dude through through with him in Masters World. The Colonial Highland Gathering, Fairhill, Maryland. That's a big one as well. Uh, Comox Valley Highland Games in Courtenay, B.C., Canada. Karen Run by Dallin. a very good friend of ours. Karen Dalmore. Yeah. Yep. Um, Finger Lakes Celtic Festival, Farmington, New York, Paul Crest. Uh, the, the Lancaster Celtic Gathering, Lancaster, Ohio, Brian Huntley. Good guy. He, uh, he used to come over here and throw in Skagit once a year because he got family here. Oh, yeah? Real nice guy. Very good. The Rio Grande Valley Celtic Festival in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Chuck Thomas is on that one. Yep, yep. Um, D- Dave Summer. That was also the Masters World Championships there. Right. Same right. way. It's the same festival. Right. right uh, Smoky Mountain Highland Games, Maryville, Tennessee. And we're giving shouts to Dave Summers because I think he even commented on, I think it was Facebook or something, saying, because we were mentioning games. Uh-huh. And I only we only mentioned the first half of May. Right. We didn't get the, the second half. And he was bummed that oh. we hadn't mentioned it. Well, there it is, Dave. There it is, brother. Dave Summers, Smoky Mountain Highland Games. And let me tell you this. Let, apologies it's late, but we want to shout you anyway. I, you know... They, I've seen some uh, some chatter back and forth on that games. Yeah, and they did a nice job. They did a real nice job. So shout out to you, Dave Summers. That good, good. work. Uh, spring the Springfield Highland Games in Springfield, Illinois. <laughs> Our old buddy Merle Lawless. Merle Lawless runs that makes, one. He makes fine sheaves. Fine square sheaves. And he watched me pop a kid's balloon, and he still laughs about it. <laughs> The Western Canadian Championships in Regina, Regina, Saskatchewan. Not Regina, it's Regina. Regina. It's not Vagina, it's Vagina. <laughs> Jason Johnston. We knew several of the guys from the BC world that were going over that way. Yeah, our old buddy Adam Drummond threw over there. Adam awesome. Lance. Lance Barushka. Barushka. He threw over there, too. Uh, May 25th weekend, right? So the next weekend after that... The uh, Alma Highland Festival and Games, Alma, Michigan, Holly Shuttler. Shuttler. The Gathering of the Scots, Perth, Andover, New Brunswick, Canada. That sounds like a cool place. The Greater Greensville Scottish Games and Highland Festival in Greensville, South Carolina. Which Gold. is where we threw. Yep, that's mm-hmm. John Allen's. Yep. Yep, we know John. We know John, he good put, guy. He put Shout on, out to John. John, you put on a nice uh, uh, World's events yes. in Carolinas. Got a little bone to pick with you about the swag, but we'll get back to that later. <laughs> Seems to be a problem with that. There wasn't much swag at the most recent one. So no. it was like Calgary had awesome swag, and then after that, it's kind of gone downhill. Some Canadians, dude. Yeah. All of our friends are Canadian. The same, same. The Northern Rockies put on the McDivitt Black Sheep Throw in Meridian, Idaho. Justin Matson, who came over to Bellingham and threw with us. Oh, did he put that on? Lightweight. Yeah, he had his game. He put that on. Man, I like that kid. 
He, he worked his butt off he for really us did. at Bellingham. He and Chuck came over from the Northern Rockies Chuck McClain. crew. And yep. uh, through, it's a long drive. It's about an eight-hour drive from nope. Boise, Idaho, over to Bellingham. And uh, through with us, which was awesome. And then, you know, because they were thrown on opposite days, they just kind of hung out and helped out. It was an extra hand for me to do whatever we needed to do. That, it was you awesome. Know, they marked. They shagged. It was cool. They, they helped us set stuff up. It was really yeah, cool. Yeah, they were amazing. Uh, Scott's Fest in Costa Mesa. That's uh, in California. Right. Costa Mesa. Uh, Corvallis Memorial Day Throw in Corvallis, Montana. Hmm. Garrett Middleton. Bet you that was a big one. All right. We're in June now. June 1st. Finally. June weekend. We had the Allegheny County Celtic Festival in Belmont, New York. Yes, we did. Matt Hand. Uh, the American Global Village Festival and Celebration in Highland Games. What? That's a mouthful. <laughs> Ontario. A t-shirt for Oregon. that. You need two of them. Ontario, Oregon. Wow. Tom Kiefer. Uh, oh, Tom Kiefer? Yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah, yeah we threw against him. Uh, we had the Bellingham Highland Games, which we did. you and I put on. We know a lot about that game, don't we, Haas? Yeah, it went well. Thank you to all the pros that came in for that and uh, our amateurs. It was a beautiful weekend. It was. We had awesome weather. Yep, great and, weather. And I'm going to give a shout-out to Haas. He won't say it, but I'm going to give a shout-out to him. Haas is the organizer of organizers. He organized that thing down to a T. Everything you could possibly want as a thrower on a field we had. We had mowed trigs that he mowed. We had a practice trig. We had uh, so you could actually just practice in the trig, you know, instead of you know wait, you know, screwing up another trig. Right, just warm up. Yep. We had that beautiful clinic that Ryan Stewart put on. Yep, that went well. Yep. Okay, and he got to use that trig, so it didn't tear up our good trigs. Right. We had four, <laughs> four standards, standards, two sheaf, one that went to forty feet, one that went you modified it went to thirty four, thirty four, like two wob standards. Yep. Okay. And there's there's no way you could get held up at this game. So there's no way you get backed up because we had so many trigs and so many so many uh, height standards. Yeah, you, you couldn't. We had a beautiful hammer area. Mm-hmm. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna tell you something. Eight events, two include chief, started at exactly nine o'clock and ended at three fifteen with the pro class. Yeah, with the pro class. Yeah. That was four classes on Saturday. So this is my shout out to my buddy. I'm gonna give him a little round of applause here. Ah, thank you, brother. And That's it was a great show. Tooting our own horn, it is. It is. You know that's good. Well, we, it, like we, like we say in this segment, we're standing on the, the shoulders of giants. Right. We we haven't traveled a ton of the world in throwing as some people have, but right. we've started to get around, and everywhere we go, we pick up little things. Yeah. Right. We come back. We the go, best oh, of everything, dude. Look at that. Would be cool. We yep. should do that. And. You know, wait, don't you hate it when the grass is a little long? Let's yeah. mow that down and yeah. things like that. So. And I think other I think other people that come to our games notice that stuff and they'll say, hey, you know what, we can incorporate that in our games. They should, yeah. You know? I hope so. And it's not like you're stealing. No. You're basically just improving. Well, I stole the, the, uh, the, the Boise guys, the Northern Rocky guys, always had a hammer corral. Right, yeah, that was a good idea. And, and where you just put the hammers just leaning them up there so they're not laying around on the ground or up against the cage. Yeah. And so we had the bee hammer corral. Yes, we did. It, it was, was good. You this, came up with the name. Hey, thank good. you very much. The details, details, everybody. All right, so we that first weekend in June, we also had the Glasgow Highland Games in Glasgow, Kentucky. Oh, yeah, put on by uh, my Overfeld. good friend, Kerry Overfeld, yeah. who's going to be a guest on our show. And also, guess who he is now? World champion, Masters World Champion, 40 to 44. Congratulations, Kerry Overfeld. Well done, Kerry. Well done. He's still throwing like he's, you know, back in the... 
in the pros. I mean, the guy's amazing. I know. Laurel Hill Highland Games in Ararat, Virginia. Glenn King. Hopefully I got that name right. Ararat, I think that's how it's pronounced. Ararat. Uh, McHenry Celtic Festival in McHenry, Maryland. And that's Alexandra again. That's Duncan her, Murray. Duncan Murray. Man, she, she's a... She puts on quite a few, or at least listed as NASGA as the coordinator. She may be the AD. I'll have to check. Yeah. Um, Milwaukee Highland Games, uh, Hart Park in... Wauwatosa. Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. John McAdams. One of my old stomping grounds. Um, the Modesto Highland Games in Modesto, California. Heard that's a good game. Oh, yeah. Uh, this one, uh, Steph, or Candy Sprinkles, we might have to put this one on the list. It's called the Siouxland Renaissance Festival and Scottish Heavy Events in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Huh. Jeff Watson, go Sioux. The Fighting Sioux. The Fighting Sioux. The now, reason why South we Dakota. say that is because, uh, you know, my, my cohort here and his lovely wife, Candy Sprinkles, actually graduated from the University of North Dakota, That's right. and they were the Fighting Sioux. The Fighting Sioux. Now they're the Fighting Athletic Department. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> exactly. We're not going to go into that. That's just opening up an old wound. We'll get to it someday. The Sunbury Highland Games in Sunbury, Ontario, Canada. June 8th. We're up to June 8th now. Kansas City, Scottish Highland Games in Riverside, Missouri. Mark Milliken. The Utah Scottish Festival in Lehigh, Utah. The Blairsville Scottish Festival in Blairsville, Georgia. David McGregor. Mm -hmm. The Clover Highland Games. Clover, South Carolina. Scott Medlin. The Grand Prairie Highland Games, Grand Prairie, Alberta, Canada. Mm. The Mason City Highland Games, Mason City, Iowa, Nathan Burchette. Burchette. And uh, the Newport Celtic Festival and Highland Games, Newport, Oregon. Raymond, Raymond maybe. Our man. Yeah. And where we are today, as a matter of fact. And that's where we are, live. Mm. Live. From the balcony of the hotel room with the Pacific Ocean in the background. That's right. Just like Johnny Carson. And then finally, uh, June 14th. So next weekend, we want to get a little pre-shout to oh, yeah. the M the WNC Celtic Festival, Black Mountain, North Carolina. Mike like Link. Scary place, Black Mountain, North Carolina. The Central Iowa Celtic Festival in Urbandale, Iowa. That's just outside of Des Moines. Mark McKinney. Mark McVeigh. Yep. Joplin Highland Games in Joplin, Missouri. Joey Greish. Uh, is that Grishaber? Grishaber. Grishaber. We're sorry we're destroying your name, dude. Hey. Joey, dude. I, I we'll send it. you a free patch if you uh, I di- I get pissed your name. off. Grishaber. 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 Yeah. He can correct us. Tomato, tomato. Let's call the whole we'll thing give, We'll give him a uh, West Coast thrower patch since yeah. he's an East Coast guy. <laughs> uh, Midwest guy. Yeah, he'll love us. Uh, Prosser Scottish Fest. Prosser Washington. Rachel, Rachel Y. Well, wait a minute. No, it's Rochelle. Uh, Rochelle Wiley? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And uh, let me give a shout-out to Rochelle because I know her personally. Okay. Awesome athletic director. Oh, yeah. Good. She runs a real tight right. ship, and they have beautiful awards, and uh, she just does a real nice job. Very nice. Takes very good care of the athletes. Yeah, I, I remember the one thing about that game is if I wanted anything, like water or anything, it was available. Somebody would bring it to you. Uh-huh. You know, they, she really pampers us, so I, I want to give a big shout-out to her. Nice. Santa Cruz Scottish Renaissance Festival in Watsonville, California. Mm-hmm. Um, Santa Cruz, isn't that the University of California, Santa Cruz? The banana slugs? Yes. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. What yeah. a stupid name for a mascot, the banana slugs. It's uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, doesn't strike fear. No, not really. Hey, look, here come the fighting banana slugs. <laughs> uh, they'll be here in about an hour and 15 minutes. The wind. 
The Windsor McKay. They're two feet away. <laughs> the Windsor McKay Scottish Highland Games, Spring Lake, Michigan. Oh Jerry, yeah, Jerry uh, Bowersox. That name rings a bell. Jerry Bowersox. Where do we know him from? I don't know. And the BC Provincial Championships in Coquitlam, which we've thrown at before. Yes, we have. And that's Karen Dalmore again. She's Our good friend Karen Dalmore. She does a great job of provincial championships. It's awesome, awesome show. And hopefully, one of our good friends, Bob Owens, will be healthy enough to throw in that show. So, Bob, if you're listening to me, buddy, yes. I'm sending you some power. I've got a shout here for Bob in just a second. By oh, do you? Yeah, oh, I got good. something special I wanted to give. I like Bob Owens. Um, so... Some special web and Facebook shouts. Uh, we we shouted to Dave Summers already, the Smoky Mountain <laughs> Highland Games, right? Yeah. He, but he was disappointed in not mentioning the games. But more importantly, he pointed out that in your prognostication, you are such a prognosticator of country stars that are going to pass. Yeah. You gave the name of Waylon Jennings, who died years ago. Well, and I've got an explanation for that, <laughs> Mr. Summers, Mr. Dave Summers. Waylon Jennings didn't really die years ago. He was trying to avoid taxes. <laughs> the IRS was after him. He faked his own death. But he really died three months ago. Serious. Really? My, hey, my hand to God. So. Ouch. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you right now, dude. He was, he's been alive for four years and nobody knew it. I didn't know. Except that. his son. I didn't know that. Hey, last time I checked Facebook, we're up to 227 likes. This is dumb. I'm really getting tired of this. We are up to 211 like three episodes ago. Ooh, 233. Oh, 233. Candy we got six Sprinkles more. just updated us. 233. That's Jeez, even better. Thanks, nobody. Well, some of the recent ones, although I don't have those last uh, six or so that she just put on there. Um, <laughs> Angie Coburn. Yep. Eric White. Good boy. Jeff Crouch. My man. Chad Clark. Oh, yeah. Chad Crawford. Chad Crawford. Scott Chisholm. Chisholm. Christy, Scott Chisholm. Christy Scott. My girl. Kyle Taylor. Kyle Taylor. And uh, Paul Saunders. Our new friend. We threw with Paul yeah. today. Yeah. I love it. Oh, my gosh. Prince of a guy. Haggis eating champion. Oh. We're in the beer garden, ladies and gentlemen, with Fair Talk Nation. And um, we're just sitting there, and they announce over at the main stage that they're having a, they actually pipe in the haggis, right? Yep. And he looks at me and he says, are they having a haggis eating competition? And I said, oh, yeah. His eyes lit up like round saucers, yeah. and we were dead to him at that point. He went <laughs> right through the, the gate of the beer garden and right to the front of the line. They threw a shirt on all of them, and he destroyed the competition. His I mean, words as he left the beer garden were, I'm going to go win this. Oh, my gosh. And his brother looked at me and said, he will. He, the, there was no his brother. His brother Roger says, "Oh, he loves to eat. Oh. He loves to eat. He loves to eat him haggis. some haggis." Yeah. <laughs> so they they do the first round right, and I'm watching him. He's the only one standing. Everyone's sitting down, right? Right. And I'm watching him, and he takes the haggis, puts it in his mouth, and he's drinking water. I go to his brother. Why is he drinking water? He goes, "He's done. He's done. He's done." It was done. Everyone else is still slurping down haggis. He yeah. one big. He, he did that every single one, and then the, I think at the end they had to like finish it, and they had to wash it down with a full bottle of water to yeah. finish. So uh, there was like three rounds, and it was it looked like a good full maybe cup or two of haggis in yeah. each go. Yeah. Uh, I I fear for his bathroom later tonight. That's well, all I'm his saying. brother said he's going to take him out to dinner, but now he doesn't have to. <laughs> That's awesome. Um. So thank you for the likes. Um, okay, this also was on Facebook, and it was a few weeks back. 
uh, because we've been off a bit because we had to uh, do our AD thing for the Bellingham games, so that kind of put us uh, behind a week. But Bob uh, Owens, who you just mentioned, um, put a awesomely inspirational thing on Facebook. And it was so cool that I wanted to share it with the Fork Talk Nation in case they're not friends and didn't see it. Is, that, uh, okay? Is that okay, Big Daddy? Yeah, you know, you know, I like Bob Owens. Always have. He's a classy guy. He's a real classy guy. I met him back in 2003 at Emclaw. Yep. And uh, here's what a cool guy he is. I didn't see him again until we threw with him maybe seven years later. Yep. Okay. And he remembered not only who I was, but the last conversation we had seven years prior. Wow. You know, that's the kind of guy he is. That's special. You know? That's and, cool. You know, you know me. I like to I'll post videos and stuff like that. And he's always wanted to just give you a good, you know, hey, an boy or something like that. But not just with me, with other people too, you know. Yeah. So he's a very friendly, very happy guy. And he's a powerful son of a gun. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's been a power lifter most yeah. of his life. And he's a hell of a strong He's got guy. no biceps. He ripped both of them, and they both are climbed up into his shoulder. So all he has is he, he's got these two big arms, but they're all triceps. There's no biceps that hang it from him. That's true. That's true. Um, so he posted this, and I just thought it was inspirational, and I wanted to share it. So, and it was just kind of funny. Am I going to cry? You might. Yeah, you might. Here, I'm going to eat my own Reese's peanut butter cup you, while, you, you're, while you, you're... You do that. Is it, is, it, is it too cold for you? Do you need to shut that? Do I look like I have a chill? Um... Those aren't goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> I would say certain things are hard, but that's normal. They're for you. always. I'm always pinging, baby. Yeah. Come in Tokyo. Yeah. So, one day, a farmer's donkey fell down into a well. The animal cried piteously for hours as the farmer tried to figure out what to do. Finally, he decided the animal was old and that well, he needed to be covered up anyway. I just wasn't worth it to retrieve the donkey. He invited all of his neighbors to come over and help him. They all grabbed a shovel and began to shovel dirt into the well. At first, the donkey realized what was happening and cried horribly. Then, to everyone's amazement, he quieted down. A few shovel loads later, the farmer finally looked down the well. He was astonished at what he saw. With each shovel of dirt that hit the back, the donkey was doing something amazing. He would shake it off and take a step up. As the farmer's neighbors continued to shovel dirt on top of the animal, he would shake it off and take a step up. Pretty soon, everyone was amazed as the donkey stepped up over the edge of the well and happily trotted off. Wow. The moral of that story. The true story? Yeah. <clears throat> moral of that story. Life is going to shovel dirt on you. All kinds of dirt. The trick of getting out of the well is to shake it off, take a step up, each of our troubles is a stepping stone. We can get out of the deepest wells just by not stopping, never giving up. Shake it off and take a step up. Remember the five simple rules to be happy. One, free your heart from hatred and forgive. Two, free your mind from worries. Most never happen. Three, live simply and appreciate what you have. Four, give more. And five, expect less from people but put more on yourself. You have two choices. Smile and close this page or pass it along. So you're passing it along. So I'm passing it along because I thought that was really that a was cool a, story. Yeah, that really is. And that that actually sums up the kind of guy Bob is in the yeah. way that he approaches life. And he passes that kind of good feeling on to others. He does. So it's good. Bob Owens is a principal guy. I'll say this till I die. The guy's a good dude. But they missed one thing about this story. And what was that? 
the name of the story. And what is it? Asshole. <laughs> Get it? Oh, huh? Huh? That's good stuff. This basically is just a subliminal way of Bob Owens to call us assholes. That's what I'm thinking. And that's the intro segment. <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> Are you coming down into the pit? Wesley's got his strength back. I'm starting him on the machine tonight. Tyrone, you know how much I love watching you work. But I've got my country's 500th anniversary to plan, my wedding to arrange, my wife to murder, and Gilda to frame for it. I'm swamped. You painted up your face and rolled and curled your tinted hair. Ruby, I think you're going out somewhere. You're just a whore. (laughs) Wow, easy. Sorry. Anyway. Um, Are you recording this? Yes, I am. You're nuts. (laughs) Big Daddy. It's time for... It's time for pop culture culture. and current events. Yes, indeedy. One of my favorites. I love it when I record you when you're singing. Oh, yeah. Me too. (laughs) I love hearing it back. Um, Okay. So, first of all, we need to give shouts, since we've been on air last, to everybody in Oklahoma. Yes. We have a lot of friends down there. I mean, it's Tornado Alley. It's not like tornadoes don't go through that area. (laughs) Wait a minute here. Are you trying to preface this? No, no, no. I'm just saying that... It, Maybe people should move out of... Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Not uh, at all. Not at all. It's just... It's not uncommon to have tornadoes going through that area at a particular time of year. But it... it Sometimes they can just hit with a force and a veracity and in a very populated area like they did. And mm-hmm. so I just... You know, shouts to all of the people who either lost lives or family or, you know, destroyed their homes and all right. that. Right? Right. It's significant. And the thing is, is you know, I don't know if you've noticed this lately. It seems like tornadoes are hitting cities. You know, I remember growing up, you know, we lived in basically what we called Tornado Alley of the Midwest, you know. Right, yeah. Get and, you know, we had a lot of tornado warnings and stuff like that, especially in Wisconsin. You know, you had them, right? Yeah. They'd touch down and all that stuff, and they'd bounce around farms and hit a couple of trailer parks because, you know, trailer parks have targets on them, and they, they deserve to get hit anyway because yep. the people inside are idiots. No, no offense. What? But <laughs> you just just because you say no offense doesn't mean that doesn't you can work. say anything you want. Oh, how about this? With all due respect to people who live in the trailer park, <laughs> you're idiots. Either. Sorry. It doesn't work. I, I don't know what my problem is. I'm, I'm cranky. That's okay. Anyway, the deal is, if you notice, though, they're actually hitting metropolises. Yeah. They're not just bouncing around hitting farms and uh, trailer parks. They're actually hitting towns, cities, yes. you know? Yes. And that's weird to me. Yes. Well, you can still... Um, Give money, you know, a variety of different groups that you can give. And, again, it, it's like anything. Just a few bucks here or there will add up. Just make sure you're giving it to the right place and you're not giving some. You, yeah, you want to yeah. give it to places that, you know, Reputable. really 90-plus percent of the money you give gets to the end people that yeah. need it, not 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 a lot of administration in between. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting the J. O'Neill Tornado Fund, you know. <laughs> Yes. And I'm going to start a PayPal account, and it can all, all the money will come to me, okay? And okay. I'll make sure I sort it out to the individuals in Oklahoma that need it. Will you? Hmm? Oh, that's so nice of you. Thank you very much. <laughs> and by the way, I'm buying a new sheep board. Are you now? Well, after I get the money. <laughs> that's not right. That's I, I, not I didn't right. mean it like that, uh, you know. No, it's it, it it's serious stuff. Now, it is. And, um, I digress. Well, you know, we appreciate in the Highland Games uh, – 
standing by excellence, standing by things that are bigger than ourselves. Mm-hmm. We are individually yeah. all going for a personal record. Big and throws. Those kinds of things. Yeah. Yep, big lifts, big throws. And I, I want to be sensitive about this because there was a lot of people that uh, were affected in Oklahoma. But I feel remiss on a show of this nature if we don't give credit to a particular individual mm-hmm. during this whole thing. What do you got in mind? I, mean, I, I, I see the pain in your face. Well, I, I just, I, I, it's, I'm not sure how to say this, but, but I really want to give a shout out to Mother Earth. Really? Yeah. Because the Earth itself. The Earth, yes. Okay. Because although uh, we don't like it when she inflicts her violence on us, wrath. Yeah, and the world re- reminds us of how small we are comparative to its power, the right. sea or, a, or you know, a hurricane right. or that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, Mother Earth is a woman. Uh, yeah. Um, you got to be impressed with a, a tornado that is has a PR of 2.6 miles wide. <laughs> That's badass. That's 300 mile-an-hour winds, wow. 2.6 miles wide, the, the biggest, widest tornado in recorded history. Yeah. It was a, what do they call it? The uh, F5J or something like that? It was bigger than an F5? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that was an amazing tornado. It, those tornado hunters, I would have loved to see those little sons of bitches it going after that thing. It basically was this. If you and I are tornadoes throwing in uh, a master's class. Right. Uh, and then someone like... Um, Oh, I don't know. Kind of sandbaggers like Mark Wechter and <laughs> Carrie Overfelt Holy throw with you. Holy moly. <laughs> Just kidding. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Carrie, I didn't say that. You know. You're going to answer to him on our show. They're throwing. They're throwing. <laughs> they they look like that tornado to us. Yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah. why are we even on the field? I'm just taking clinic. Right. Yeah. Well, at this point. you know, like I said today, I took second place, but it's actually first place. You know, because basically I'm throwing against a pro. Yeah, they, they throw amazing. Yeah. We're just giving you grief. We would yeah. love to throw like that. I would love to be the one that people were jeering. And we're giving a shout-out to a tornado, which is interesting. Yeah, I know that that wasn't... Not for its destructive power, but uh, it's just sheer size. Yeah, just you got to give, you know, some effort there. 2.6 miles wide, though. It, Think about it that. Boggles it boggles the mind yeah, how it, much it, destruction and think, power that yeah, is. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Think about it, two two and a half miles wide. What do, what do you know that's two and a half miles, you know, point to point, you know? Like a big lake or something like that? Yeah. Something yeah. that's swirling, mania, throwing stuff. I saw a picture of a splintered, like a wooden piece yeah. right through an asphalt curb. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that's amazing power. Yeah, they, a lot of power. So shouts to the Oklahoma people. Yep. We're thinking of you, all the throwers and, and everyone else down there. Do everything you can to help them. Yep. Um, hey, also on current events recently, Big Daddy, mm-hmm. our government, just when you think that they can't screw up anymore. Oh, you mean our government that's furloughing me once a week? Yes. Yeah, yes, that one. Okay. That, that one. Uh, they're on a roll. <laughs> the, the IRS thing, have you been here, seeing this? I have. Yeah. So... I mean, first of all, first of all, obviously, uh, I personally have a particular problem, and it has nothing to do with the politics of it of a government agency singling anyone out, mm-hmm. particularly. Right. Kind of pretty much is 
in the books as something you don't do. Right. Yeah. But in doing so, so as soon as usually it's typical when something like this comes up, then the the media tends to look into stuff that they've been overlooking because there was, I don't know, the story of the moment or they didn't think it was that sexy of a story or right. whatever, right? So they start digging into it. And, of course, it's a public agency, and it's the, one of the biggest public agencies we have, right? Mm-hmm. It's a billion, multi-billion dollar in, uh, group within the, the federal government. Probably the scariest public agency we have. It is, yeah. And so they start looking into all the records, and they start bringing out all the usual things that you've heard over the years that we all – forget right because when things are kind of going well you don't think about the the funny stories you always hear about hammers that the government buys that cost five hundred dollars right <laughs> you know because because right. they'll figure out a way for a hammer to cost that much right our right? toilet seat that costs two hundred dollars <laughs> exactly but so, you know what if you need a damn toilet seat by golly you'll pay anything you need exactly so the funny one that I thought was that was applicable to us is they found out that – so now they're on about these conferences. They've been having conferences, right, to get all the IRS agents together so that they can be better employees. And they paid $66,000 for a few-minute video to be produced. And the video was like based minutes. on Star Trek or something. It was a spoof on Star Trek. And it was in, it was supposed to inspire the agents as they're kicking off this conference to kind of get all fired up to do their to, – to thwart the evil people who are trying not to pay taxes. Yeah. And I just thought it was ridiculous. First of all, it's ridiculous. It's, it's nasty. But I was most upset with the fact – do you know what Fork Talk Nation could do with $66,000? Do you know what we could do in our broadcast with $66,000? A lot. We could go all summer long, tour into games, interviewing great people. Yep. 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 Throwing. Throwing. Yep. We could we could open up um, our throwing world we want to throw up. We want to get, we want to throw up. I mean, we could add video and have everybody be able to see our glorious mugs while we oh, do this podcast. Oh, they'd love that. So it's that. both a video and audio oh, podcast. It would be too much for them to take. Likely, yes. Well, you'd have to put pants on. Why? Because <laughs> be on video. Who cares? Well, we don't want it on the Spice Channel. <laughs> no, I like the Spice Channel, whatever that is. I just say this about, you know, the IRS. Yes. I don't particularly care for them. Well, but I'll say this: the government as a whole, evil. the government as a whole has a problem, and the problem is, is they're suckers. Are they? Yes. The government can get suckered into spending money from by people who say they're consultants. Yes. Or they'll make a video. Okay? Right. Yes. I happen to work for a hospital. You do. Yes. And every three years, we have a little inspection called a JCO inspection. Yes. And you would not believe the amount of stupidity that goes into these inspections. Really? And what happens is, before that inspection happens, they send out what we call a tracer team, which is usually a kind of like a free agent, some private sector of people who basically charge the hospital about a quarter of a million dollars to do a fake inspection. Okay. Okay. So they can tell us where our discrepancies are. So you can be prepared for the real ones. So you be prepared for the. This is the funny thing. You got to be prepared. Be prepared (laughs) for the inspection that 
inspects things that you should have going on all the time, but now you're fixing them. <laughs> right. All right. So you're in a hospital setting. So Obviously a government operation. It's yes. definitely a government op- operation, buddy. So <laughs> anyway, so that's that's what I got to say about that. So yeah, enough about that. I yeah. hear you. I hear you. Um, hey, also on cultural events, let's talk about conversions. Oh. Almost, you know, you could call this almost religious events in our world. Absolutely. Yeah. But it is a conversion. Mm-hmm. Conversions of... And former two-tiners to, oh, yeah. to three-tiners. It's a beautiful thing when it happens. Now, I, I got to say, personally, I haven't really been that happy with the... Um, I, anybody who throws sheaf is good in my book. Just some are more worthy than others, depending on whether they use two or three times. Yeah, that's right. But I'm not going to bang on a two-tiner. If it works for them and they win or and place well or get PRs... Good on you. I don't know any happy two-turners. Oh, I know some. We run around like crazy men, happy as clams with our three-time fork. I don't see them running around. They're just fine. They just won't, they're just they just missing one thing in their life, which is an extra time. That's right. But and, and but, I, but I believe that they, just, they will apply force and skill to the bag until they reach a certain point, and then they will top out. And as we've heard from Miles and others... That it's just sheer physics on being able to apply force to the extra surface area of those three tines versus the two. And uh, the extra spring you get and all of those kinds of things. But we witnessed one of this in person so that we're not completely crazy. We did. Bellingham Highland Games. We not only witnessed it. Yes. We initiated it. You did. You did. Give oh, you it happened, buddy. It. it happened. So Jeff Thornton is a local thrower. Lightweight world champion. Lightweight world champion. And Jeff was up at the Bellingham Games, and he was having a, a good day on sheaf. He yep. has a two-tine fork that he's been throwing with so far. And um, do you remember Phil's last name? Sansoda. That's it, Sansoda. Sansoda. Yeah, S-A-N-S-O-T-T-A. Yeah, Sansoda. Yeah, Phil Sansoda. So also a lightweight thrower, very good. I think he's maybe second or third in the nation or yeah. something like that. He's, he's, he's right on Jeff's heels. He's moving along. And But he recently has been going higher than Jeff in sheaf. I think he just recently threw like 32 feet in, with the 16 in yeah. sheaf. Depends on who tells you the story. But yeah. yeah. But but Phil's been throwing well. So Jeff really wanted to get his up. And he threw the two-time, and he got up to, was he at 28, 28, 28. feet? Yeah. And he started, you could see it was starting to top out on mm-hmm. that fork. He, he, he's a really strong guy. Long, long limbs and levers. Yep. And strong as hell. He'll he'll win most A classes he's in these days. He's like 6'3". Like. He's under 200 pounds, but he's, he's wiry. He's wiry. Wiry. And Jeff, but you could see that he was about at the end of that particular, and it wasn't him. You could just tell the fork didn't have it. Yeah, he was topping out. And so you yell from across the field. Hey, dumbass. (laughs) (laughs) After that. (laughs) Did you bet him? Yes, I said, here's the deal. You know, you've already got your, your PR. You already broke the field record. Okay. Right. Take one pull with my three tine, you get over this uh, height, whatever it was. I can't remember. Twenty nine, thirty feet. Right. Said so you get over that height with this fork. I'll give you twenty bucks just to do it. He goes okay. Boom, boom. Right off the bat, standing, standing like butter. Yep. It easily cleared it. He he like he literally his eyes kind of lit up. He looked at the fork like oh my like yeah. oh. 
Nirvana. Yep. He, 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 you could tell the light bulb went on. Oh yeah. I think he then went to thirty two and cleared it with that. Nope. I think he went to because then he went to thirty four to go went, for the record. Well, he went over thirty. Yeah. There was a controversy there. Oh, uh, okay. He, he went over thirty. He missed. He hit thirty. He missed thirty one. Yeah. Okay. And he missed thirty one three times. Okay. But because the audience got all pumped up. We decided to let him go to try for the world record, even though it wouldn't have counted. It wouldn't have counted. Okay. Okay. So that was kind of the deal with that one. Gotcha. Okay. But he was, I mean, he was literally trying to steal my fork. <laughs> he wanted my fork. He wanted to take it. But he saw he saw what we were, in real life, he saw what we were saying, which yep. is you get that kind of forged, yep. uh, cold rolled steel, three-tine, um, Especially if it's not a, like like Miles was saying, if it's not a big heavy bag, it's a thin tine. It got, has a lot of spring to it, yep. and he was launching it. Yeah, it was good. He loved it. It was good. So it. that's our conversion. Yep. And then finally, we brought another one over. Finally, on the pop culture and world stage, we've got a a report that I thought the Fork Talk Nation should know about from BBC Scotland. BBC Scotland, the world's deepest. Wait a minute. BBC, BBC Scotland. BBC. The BBC. So Scotland. British Broadcasting. Yep. Okay. Yep. The BBC. Okay. This is out of Scotland, out of, out of their Scotland branch. Right? Cheerio, Reporting. Pip, Pip, and all that sort of rut. Yep. Yeah. World's deepest nuclear cleanup a step closer to starting. Starting. I had no idea that they had this kind of thing right, going so on deep. up there. They have this robotic crane that is going to be used to remove radioactive waste. From a 214 feet pit. Wow. Called, and this is why I thought you'd like it, the shaft. <laughs> in Dure, uh, in, it's at Dernere yeah. in Cothness, is the way I believe let that's me explain, Let me ask you a question. Why would I like it because it's called the shaft? Uh, because you love anything that's called the shaft. That would mean that I like shafts. You do. You love them. No, I don't. The Highland Council like gave holes. its planning permission <laughs> in principle for the construction of this infrastructure needed to make it work. It forms part of a wider uh, demolishing of a nuclear power plant that was there, Big Daddy. And mm. they had this uh, shaft sunk into the ground in the 1950s. They closed it up um, and uh, filled it up. And uh, it's been subject to a lot of local legend, they say, including a claim that one worker dropped his mother-in-law off in there. But I think it was her ashes. Huh. But I can understand why you might want to drop your mother-in-law off in it. Not mine. I love mine. Uh, and she made a great meat pie. For yeah, my mother-in-law goes great meat pies. Yeah. Um, anyway, so there was radioactive waste disposed there from 59 to 77. Um, and a year ago, they decided to do this cleanup in the shaft, which is covering this massive bunker-like structure. And um, there you go. Hmm. Well, I don't, I don't know why you think I like the shaft. I don't. You love you love giving the shaft. <laughs> <laughs> yep, to Devil Ange. All right. Next topic. Next topic. I've been authorized by Director Fury to use any means necessary to keep you on premises. If you attempt to leave right. or play any games, I will tase you and watch Super Nanny while you drool into the carpet. Big Daddy. Oh, it's our next topic. Yes, it is. Our new one. Oh, what oh. is that? This is a new segment. 
and I love it. Hey now. (laughs) The thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. That's right. For Tuck Nation, this is a new segment that we're doing. It is a recurring spot. And And the topic is, which Olympic event could we remove and replace with Highland Highland Games. Games. Yes. Or at least Chief. Yes. And um, we're going to have different ones each time. Yep. But we got two this time. If there's any that our listeners want to, uh, you know, send us and, you know, we can chat about that too, you know, feel free to send them to our uh, email or our our good old Facebook. That's right. Make sure you like us. That's right. Like us, Big Daddy, and uh, Fork Talk with Big Daddy. Mm, That's right. Yeah. All right. So... Um, the first one, um, you actually brought this one up. Yep. And I think you're dead arse wrong, but we'll discuss that. Well, first of all, let me preface this way by saying that even though this is, uh, it is an Olympic event, I'm using quotation marks on my hands. It is. It's a winter event, but it is. I'm going to, we're going to use it anyway. Of course. Because I don't think it's a sport. Oh no, it's a sport. Well, you say it's a sport. I say it's not. Yeah, okay, let me ask you something. Yes. Well, first of all, let's, let's, let's say what it is. What's it called? It's an amazing sport called curling. Curling. <laughs> yeah, and I don't mean 12-ounce curls, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about... <laughs> no. We're talking about two or three douchebags on ice. We're talking about an amazing sport that is uh, somewhat like shuffleboard okay, I'll on tell you what. ice. Let's do it like this. Point With counterpoint. beautiful uh, stones... Yeah. Oh, it has stones. Yeah. We love stones. You don't throw them, though. You slide them like a gay boy. Oh, you you know, you, you swing them back, and then you He's making a motion with his arm, ladies and lo- gentlemen. Swing your arm back. He's looking. Swing pretty. your arm forward. Swing your arm back. Swing your arm forward. And you launch yourself down, and you slide, and you ever so lightly release it with a slight curve as it goes down. And then your broom guys broom away oh all the way God. down, trying to move the stone and getting it to slow down or like speed up. Like that really up. helps. And then you're trying to get it right into the bullseye. It's right. brilliant. It's shuffleboard, people. It's shuffleboard. It's brilliant. I can't think of anything in the Highland Games that you would want to replace it with compared to all the other things you could get rid of. I would replace, and everybody knows my hatred for heavy hammer. Yes. Obviously. I would replace curling with heavy hammer. What? Yep. I'd replace, you know what, I'd replace curling with darts. It's a stupid. It's not even a sport. Let me give it that satisfaction of calling it a sport. It is amazing. They okay, how many guys be, on each team? Uh, there are, I believe, like five. Five guys. Okay, six, the first seven. guy, do you even know what he's called? No. I do. He's called a hurler. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So he squats down like a bowling guy, okay, yes. with this granite stone. Mm, yes. Okay, he with does. a handle on top. We, yep. We, he yep. kneels down and yes. slides with it, and then he releases, like you say, okay. Yep. It goes down to the center of a target, a bullseye. Yes. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, the object, well, it's all two dumbasses sweep like it really helps. Oh, let's sweep away so we can get the uh, good thing to move yeah, faster. Yeah, it helps. Or, or it doesn't yep. do shit. Yep, it does good. And no, those guys are really ever, athletic and moving down. Oh, yeah. They're shuffling slide, shuffling slide <laughs> while they're they're brooming. They're it's athletes. Like chew, it's, for you, it'd be like chewing gum and walking at the same time. It'd be really hard. It would be. But it, I, I wouldn't call that an Olympic event either. Well, it looks like an Olympic <laughs> event. So then, 
so then here's the deal, folks. So then your damn granite ball gets over there by the other guys, okay? Yes. And what do they? Then what happens? Try to knock somebody it tries out. to knock it out. Right. It's called shuffleboard. If you've ever been to any bar in the Midwest, there's a big shuffleboard table, and you know what? That ain't in the Olympics either. No, but that doesn't require as much skill as this does. Oh yeah, that's a lot of skill. We yeah. gotta. Oh, you got to bowl your granite down These there guys exert away. more energy during their competition than you do. Perhaps, but they're idiots. They are not. They look stupid. They're brilliant. Really? Yes. All right, point, counterpoint. Okay. Make a point of why you believe that this is a sport, and I will counter it. Um, okay. It requires accuracy. So does darts. Is darts an Olympic sport? No. It should be. <laughs> <laughs> I would. You know what? I'd watch darts before I'd watch curling. It's. Who knows? Darts might be an Olympic sport that we don't even know about. It could be. I think frisbee golf is in there. No, it's not. Nah, it probably is. <laughs> it requires uh, a uh, athletic fitness. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Dude, that's, that's any, sweeping is any tough fat dork could sweep. No, My it's mom tough. It's tough. swept the floor every day. And their strategy, it's like chess. All right. Okay. Keep going with your. I got nothing. I'm, I'm tired of the whole stupid sport. Okay. That you're calling a sport. Well, let's let's do one that we would agree on. Okay. Yeah. So we agree to disagree. We agree to disagree. I believe Let me that ask we you would this. not want to replace curling with Highland Games sport. Let me as ask much you this though. Let me ask you this though. Yes. If we were, if we were, um, if we actually were on the IOC, okay, okay, and they said Hoss Lathrop, so you're going to be the deciding factor. Surprising they haven't asked us that yet already. I think actually. that well, the phone's ringing now, and get, hey, look, it's the IOC, <laughs> and they say, hey, Hoss, here's the deal, okay. We've asked everybody. We got a panel of experts. We spent sixty-five thousand dollars on a video, but we want you to choose. Okay, this year we're either going to have curling in the Olympics or we're going to have sheaf. What do you think? It's your. It's your. It's you, you, the whole thing depends on you, Hoss. Help us make this decision. We don't even want to know what your buddy Jay has to say about it. We don't care what Big Daddy has to say about it. We want to know what you think. Tell me what you're going to get. What you going to tell them? Yeah, think about it now. I'm going to tell them that uh, although that's a tough decision to try and make. I'm putting you in a pickle. Yeah. It, uh, I'm going to tell them that there's uh, five other sports that you can get rid of before curling. <laughs> that's not an answer. It's a great answer. That's a shitty answer. It's a great answer. You've got one choice, sheaf or curling. Ladies and gentlemen, I rest my case. I would pick um, curling while throwing sheaf. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. You can sheaf, sweep your bag. Sheaf on ice. Sweep this. Sheaf on ice. <laughs> that could it's be where, fun, actually. It's where retired pros go, to, go to, to make money is sheaf on ice. Sheaf on ice, I might actually have a chance. <laughs> let's, let's, agree, let's agree on All one. All right. Well, let's agree on one. Let's agree. Let's, let's talk about what's the next one you're talking about. How about synchronized diving? Synchronized diving. Yes. That <laughs> would not be missed. No. There's plenty of diving. You got high diving. Yep. You got springboard diving. You do. You got platform diving. Yes, you do. You've got um, men, women, 
different heights, right? Get there's, the Paralympics. There's no lack of diving right. options. Right. So I see no reason why you need to have a subjective diving competition synchronized between two people. No. You have two people basically that jump off the same height of a high dive at the exact same time, do the exact same amount of turns and flips. Now, is this impressive? It is. It is. Okay. Because if you're one person doing those in amazing moves in midair before you punch a hole in the water right. from 10 meters, right. you're amazing. Yes. Okay. If you're a second person that can mimic that person to a T, you're amazing. Right. But you don't belong in the goddamn Olympics. <laughs> because you know what? Nobody gives a shit. Nobody wants to watch it. Now, if you were at a party and you did something like that, you'd be the hit of the party. Right. If you were with Rodney Dangerfield and doing it <laughs> into the pool for the Triple Lindy. The Triple Lindy, baby. Then you'd be impressive. Yeah, you'd win the whole meet. But um, if there's an option of losing that or having Sheaf. Sheaf. Sheaf's much more impressive. Right. Much more amazing. You know who does well in synchronized diving, which is really weird to me? Who's that? Chinese. Well, they're, they have a body type that probably lends itself well to it. Little? Yeah, smaller okay. frame. Yep, mm. slight, so they can pierce that water. <laughs> you like my sound effect? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to go where I want to go yeah. on this one, so I'm going to leave it right there. Okay, that's fine with me, Big Daddy. Now, the thing is, is the Chinese people, okay, here's the thing. They may be able to dive together, Yeah. but you put them in a car, and they can't get from point A to point B without either causing a wreck or driving slow with a blinker on. That's all I got to say about that. And that's the show, folks. <laughs> Thank you. We won't be on the air anymore because we will be in litigation. That's our Olympic segment. We di- we agree to disagree we on do. curling. Curling, because it's and bullshit. we can get rid of synchronized, synchronized diving. Synchronized diving. Bye-bye, synchronized diving. All right. Next topic. Next topic. Mr. Burgundy, you are acting like a baby. I'm not a baby. I'm a man. I am an anchor man! You are not a man. You are a big fat joke. I'm a man who discovered the wheel and built the Eiffel Tower out of metal and brawn. That's what kind of man I am. You're just a woman with a small brain. With a brain a third the size of us. It's science. I was born to love you. Yes, you were. I was born to lick your face. Yeah. I was born to rub you. But you were born to run me first. Boom, 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 boom. All right, Big Daddy. Sing it, sing it Chevy. <laughs> Big hey. Daddy, it's historical, historical figure. figure. Historical figure time. Our favorite. Yes. One of them. Historical figure is sponsored by G-Force Strength Unit. Yep. Uh, they use amazing feats of strength to communicate a positive and motivational message in school assemblies and other public forums and to present the gospel in uh, various religious forums. Indeed, they do. They, uh, in, to inquire about that, you can um, contact them at G4 Strength Unit on Facebook. Um, and Crush, Crush Rusher, a thrower, 304-893-4372. Yep. Um, again, Facebook, G4 Strength Unit. Uh, they're a nonprofit. They operate solely by faith in offerings and donations. 
um, that no hidden expenses or anything like that. If you'd like them to do something, you just got to contact them, and there's a way to usually figure out how to make it happen. Yep. Uh, they travel domestically and internationally. Uh, three of their athletes are Highland Games uh, athletes as well. So Crush, Mammoth, and Juice. The Juicer. Uh, and uh, one of their mottos and taglines <laughs> is not tomorrow, but right, right now, now, baby. Which we have to tell each other often on the field of battle. That's right. Um, so thanks to them for their sponsorships over the last Indeedly uh, four do. episodes of Fork Talk. All right, historical figure Big Daddy. Yes. First of all, this historical figure is brought to us by our new Fork Talk historian. <laughs> Who's that? That's Roger Saunders. We met him today. We did. Yeah. I loved this. We it didn't plan this out. It was actually on the the uh, docket to do this particular historical figure, mm-hmm. and Roger's the one who uh, put that into the vault, and um, he um, happened to be thrown today, which yeah. was a, a nice uh, treat for us. Yeah, nice guy. Him and his brother both. I really like yep. those guys. Good guys. Um, also, a shout-out to Eric Wechter, Eric. who hit us with a really good one in Victoria that mm-hmm. is now in the vault. Yes, it is. Right? Um, all right. So, Roger, thanks for this. Um, I'm going to give a clue about that one. Oh, yeah? Okay. Bill Murray. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Good clue. Thanks. Okay. No one will figure it out. Very good. So, our historical figure this time. Who's that? Some call him the father of our nation. Some people call him the first president of the United States. Some call him the guy on the dollar bill. (laughs) Some people call him Georgie. Yes. Down south of the border, they call him Jorge. (laughs) (laughs) But we like to know, we like to call him by his whole name of George... Washington. Washington. He's also, our state was named after him. That's right. This is all too perfect. Do you want to hear a funny story about that? Yes, please. I'll keep it short. Okay. So when I started uh, University of Washington, okay, yes. we had to, we had to basically do like this kind of walk around thing, and they gave you a piece of paper, and they said, find these places, okay? Mm. Kind of familiarize with the campus, right? Right. So one of the guys in my class, his name was Brett also, but Brett was... Uh, he was kind of a funny guy. He's from down south, Florida, whatever. But he lived in Alaska most of his life. And he, long-haired, kind of just wild kid. And we're walking along. And he sees a statue. And the statue is George Washington. And he says, what the hell has he got a statue of George Washington here for? I'm like... Because it's the University of Washington and we live in Washington State. It's on the flag. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> oh, I guess that makes sense then. <laughs> this guy actually, to be honest, with all honesty, the guy is a freaking genius. You know, he really was very smart. But, right. you know, just stupid little things like that. Kind of like a sling blade, you know. It's out of gas. Right. Anyway, right. let's we'll get back to our historical figure. Well, we can't do that until we talk about... Oh, no. He who, no, no, he no, who no. shall be named. I'm, you know what? I'm not even talking about him. We are. You are. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Sir. Isaac. 
Figgy. Figgy. Newton. Newton, you <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> Sir Isaac Newton. We God bless hate you. And for those out there who are catching us, maybe for the first time, yeah. may, maybe this is your first podcast. Thank God. Maybe it's your last. <laughs> it could be your you last. You never know. You never know. But uh, we do invoke the name of Sir Isaac Newton. We do. When we talk about historical figure. Yeah. Uh, we hate him. His guts. Yes. Hate his guts. He was a... Uh, <clears throat> ill-formed child abortion could have taken up uh farming a noble trade to throw things right but he didn't no he decided to be what instead he decided to focus on physics principles and scientific endeavors and in doing so popularized a particular theory of uh things falling at similar yeah yeah gravity gravity Gravity. Right. We don't like gravity. We're not fans of gravity. Because we throw things. Right. And in 2025, we're going to Mars and That's screw right. gravity. That's right. Gravity will be less important to us. We're going right. anywhere we can go where gravity is not affected. So, boo. 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 Isaac, Isaac Figgy Newton, you piece of crap. All right. George Washington, historical George figure. Washington, my man. So, there is ten reasons why... Um, Roger thinks that George would be a good Highland Games thrower. Did he send us these? Yes, he did. Yeah, he's, well, he's yeah. our historian. He, yeah. he, he gets in the books. He takes care of this. Well, obviously. Yeah. I mean, we just hired the guy, and look at his bang-up job he's done. I know. It's insane. So here Checks we go. Checks in the mail, Roger. Um, so, I mean, a few things about him. You know, one, his sheer personal presence was significant, right? Is a characteristic of his greatness. Right. And... Kind of like a Highland Games athlete. Highland Games athletes have presence. Right. You get on the field, you walk around the games, people are like, oh, geez, I know what you do. That's right. You're not obviously a piper. Right. You're not <laughs> dancing. You're throwing things. You got it. Yeah. Um, two, he was said to be, and uh, this is an old saying, so please don't send us your cards and letters. I don't have a problem with it. He was said to be me say straight as an Indian. Measuring six feet three and a half inches in his stockings. He was really that tall. It seems hard to believe, but according to Roger's research, yes, he was. I think in these days that would be like six, seven, or be tall. Like that, so yeah. he obviously was. He had some long levers, likely. Yeah. And if he was that tall, and um, just a, st- a strong, steady frame. <laughs> yes, which yeah. makes good throwing material. Uh, three, his frame. Uh, was padded with well-developed muscles. Sounds a little. Uh, that sounds a little gay, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Roger, uh, <laughs> we need to think. We need to talk about this. Yeah. About your your writing. No. You are a married um, man, right? Uh, anyway, but the the historical figure, uh, the historical documents say that his bones and joints were large. Mm. He, his hands and feet were really big and very wide. Mm. Wide shoulders, broad across the hips. Had rather long legs and arms. Hmm. So he just had big bones, strong frame. You know what they say about a guy who wears uh, who has big hands on you? Mm. He wears a big glove. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he once threw a stone across the Rappahannock River in Fredericksburg. Is hmm. that how you say that? I don't know. Rappahannock? I've never heard of it. Rapp- Rappahannock. 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 The Rappahannock River yeah. in Fredericksburg. Uh, throwing stones. He likes to. This is good. Yeah. He went through a stone into the Hudson River from the top of the Palisades. My guess is that was a Bramer put. <laughs> you think? Yes. So you think that whole silver dollar thing was a bunch of bullshit or what? What? what 
Which what is that? Which one is that? Don't you remember that? No. That was another thing. It was like a wives' tale about George Washington. He took us over a dollar. Oh, and skipped it across the Potomac. Oh, right. Skipped it. Yeah. That's in here, actually. But they is think it? it was a stone, like a, a, a slate oh, rock. Okay. But I think it probably was uh, based on some truth. I'm ahead of myself. Well, that's all right. You know, uh, he, Washington himself was, was said of himself, I have one of the best constitutions. And for my part, I can answer, I have a constitution hardly enough to encounter and undergo the most severe trials. So the guy gets out of bed, right? He pulls the covers off. Yes. Yawns. Yes. Scratches his ass. Yes. And says, I have one of the best constitutions for my own part. I can answer. I have the constitution hardy enough to encounter and undergo the most of your trials. That's a very good George Washington. How did you know how to do his voice so perfectly? I can channel him. <laughs> I'm channeling George Washington right now. Yes, he's basically saying, I got, he, he's he's braggadocious there, so he's perfect for the legends class. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, he's, he's a perfect master. Take yeah. off that white wig. Yeah. Uh, he was always considered a bit of a giant. His body remained sinewy and strong into his master's class age. Hmm. Um, he had, again, he had enormous hands. Requiring special made gloves. Wow. There, hey, How did you know that? Look at that. I told you. I'm channeling yeah. him. Size 13 boots. You could you know, put a good, you could put, I, as I know personally, because I wear a 13, you can put a nice long blade on a 13 boot. And you're six foot three as well. Yes, I you am. Know, so that's amazing. Just, Are you George Washington? I'm not that I know of. Oh. And not that I know of. You look like him. How Let's so? Put a wig, let's put a white wig on you. Well, well you're some, tall. We, I got some chalk. We could you powder have a up my sinewy head. frame. Oh, I wish. Full of bulging, <laughs> padded muscles. Yeah, padded. <laughs> padded is right around the waist. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess you know. I never you, when you look at George Washington, you don't think of him as you know a big guy. You just think of him as George Washington. Yeah, but he, I think I think yeah we I think we forget because of the way we kind of put him on the. A bit more of the political pedestal, uh, you know. He was a hell of a military guy, yeah. and you know, and you know this being having been in the military as well, Jay. Is even though you can rise up the ranks as a higher officer, as a, you know, various size guys, right. you don't necessarily see, you know, high ranking uh, officers that are like pipsqueaks. Really? No. As a matter of fact, you do. You do. The Commandant of the Marine Corps, when I was in, was a guy by the name of General Krulak. And yeah. anyone that's ever met him will say the same thing. Yeah. He was five foot six. Yeah. In lifts. The guy was very short. But but was he strong? No, but he was a scary dude. Let me tell you what happened. In Vietnam, this is a true story. He was a second lieutenant. His dad was uh, General Krulak as well, who was in charge of the Pacific Theater and the whole... Uh, Asian dealy, you know, the, okay. he was in Vietnam at the time, too. Okay. Southeast Asia. Right. So what happens is he gets captured, all right? And the three Vietnamese catch him, and they make him dig his own grave with an E-tool. An E-tool is a small shovel that you're, you know, be given, mm-hmm. you know, when you're in. So he starts digging this thing and realizes, you know, am I just going to dig my grave and, you know, let him kill me and put me in? Or am I going to fight? Well, he fights. And basically, uh, two of the guys had guns, and he was still able to take them all out, and he killed every one of them wow. with an E-tool. 
Wow. Badass. I think he did it out of embarrassment because he didn't want to have to go back to his dad and say, or he didn't want to have to die and have his dad find out that, you know, he, right. was, you know, he was killed. So, huh. But, uh, yeah, very tough dude. Huh. All right. Um, so I stand corrected. They can be smaller guys. Yes, they can. But, but uh, he was obviously so- someone of, of size. Right. And well, and six foot three in seventeen sixty something, seventeen seventy, yeah. that's that's huge. Yeah. Well, the, it's he, big now. He one of one of the reasons why we think he'd be a good Highland Games guy is at one point he was um, got, he got out of his tent basically um, because there were some drunken soldiers that were quarreling. They were probably pipers. Yeah, <laughs> you know that, or and, at least those flute guys. And he uh, kind of forgot his, you know, dignity as a general. He rushed out and he knocked them all out cold. Nice, I like them on their arse. Um, this is stuff you don't hear about him. Washington in his youth was a champion wrestler, and here's rail oh. rail splitter. Like our old buddy Abe Lincoln. Yes. That's right. People are going to talk about that forever. Rail splitters, I think, make good throwers. Yeah, tough. Um, and then finally, uh, George was America's first superhero. Hmm. And like that, like any superhero worth his salt, he had some big guns. Hmm. According to his grandson, the first commander in chief once threw a piece of slate over 250 feet across the Rappahannock river in Fredericksburg. I think that's that coin thing that you were thinking yeah. about. And, um, just to prove he could. 83 yards. I don't buy it. Yeah? But you know what you do. You can argue with him. He's dead. Here's the other. Here's your bonus. Here's your bonus why George Washington was a great, could have been a great Highland Gamester. All right. Yeah? He had a fascination and uh, within the innovation and the various uh, farming business type stuff he did with tossing hay. Ooh, he's one of us. He was the first person in America to build a round 16-sided barn that made the process for tossing hay up into the thresher more efficient. Nice. Huh? He's one of us, baby. Obviously. Oh, yeah. George probably, Washington? Probably probably used a three-tine fork to throw that you hay think? into you the think? thresh. Yes. He doesn't use a two-tine. I think he did. Too big, tough, and strong, and too much of a superhero to use anything less than a three-tine. So I'm saying on the, the scale of... Good Highland Games thrower, he'd be a good one. On a scale of 1 to 10. Yes. 10 being the best. Yep. He's a 10. All right. So, George Washington, to you. George Washington, here's to you. Historical figure out. You big first president <laughs> of the United States. Keep going with that. You yes. yeah. big no. dollar bill being on mm. mother mm, of yeah. Pearl, son of a bucket. Mm. <laughs> Here's to you, you. <laughs> That's like the old the, the Bud Light commercials. Yeah. Here's to you, Here's to you, first president guy, <laughs> roller cooler cooler roller, <laughs> Mister Styrofoam finger guy. <laughs> All right, historical All right. figure out later. I don't want to get married. I want to stay single and let my hair flow in the wind as I ride through the glen. Firing arrows into the sunset. And that's the show. Woo-hoo-hoo. Thanks for listening. Thanks again to our sponsor, Mattress Ranch, www.mattressranch.com and G4 Strength Unit. 
Thanks for all the Facebook page likes. We're up to 233 as of this podcast. Yes, that's that's fantastic. You didn't. I'm I'm proud of you. You didn't say whoop de doo. I'm, I'm going to try positive from now on. Maybe a little bit more positive energy. Give me more likes. I like that. I yep. like that. All right, hey Big Daddy. Next Yo. time we have got ourselves some discussion about cabers. Oh, one of my favorites. Yeah, we're yeah. going to talk a little bit about sheaf widows. Sheaf widows. Yes. Yeah, that should be interesting. And uh, and the things you have to do in order to continue to collect more sheaf forks. It's very tough. <laughs> it's a very tough deal. Uh, we'll have, I'm sure, current events and, uh, of course, historical, historical figure. figure. And we are going to have a guest. Special call. Yeah, yes. we got an interview yeah. for that, which will be very good. Yep. Uh, the Fork Talk podcast comes out twice a month. Uh, questions or comments, you can email us at info at fork-talk.com or on Facebook. Fork Talk with Big Daddy and Haas. Until next time. May the fork be with you. Big Daddy, you are the sheaf to my fork. Slunchamor. <laughs> Captain Quint, take it away. Take it away, brother. Farewell and adieu to you fair Spanish ladies. Farewell and adieu to you ladies of Spain. For we've received orders for to sail back to Boston. And so never more shall we see you again. Thanks for listening to Fork Talk with your she fork wielding lovable host, Big Daddy and Haas. Check out www.fork-talk.com for more episodes. We throw heavy stuff for fun, people. Caber up!